the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 47 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 10. I'm Liam. Oh, yeah. And I'm 7, Mama. All right. <laughs> How you guys doing? How was your day at school today? I didn't really have a chance to ask you. Good. Yeah, Liam? Good. Uh, are you going to beatbox all your answers? Good. Okay, well that's good to hear. Anything exciting happen at school today? Any Star Warsy stuff at school today? Anything? No? Nah, no Star Warsy stuff. I had a good conversation. Oh. But um, my best friend that likes Star Wars had a fever. A fever? A fever for Star Wars? Nope. Oh, just a fever. Yeah. Oh, that's and a that, And that friend mm-hmm. is, like, he's really sick. Oh, no. Both you mean, like, them. awesome sick? And, 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 like, sick sick. Oh, he's, like, sick sick and sick sick. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, sick dude. <laughs> okay. Sick. All right. And, like, he has a fever. Right. <laughs> That's cool. I had a good conversation today with with a kid about Spider Man and and um, Venom and the Flash and how the Flash is super fast and uh, how he runs circles around uh, Mister Freeze. So nothing Star Warsy, but you know, geek stuff. And speaking of sick, you guys are both kind of have runny noses, either allergies or just that beginning of the year sickness. So, you know, we might have some kind of sniffling noses this episode, but hopefully nothing too, too distracting. Well, hey, we got two awesome voicemails from our five-year-old listener, Isaac, last week. He submitted a question to the Question and Answer Council and a joke, which is pretty awesome. So we're going to get to those later in the show, and I can't wait because I love getting voicemails from five-year-olds pretty awesome love it what kind of star warsy stuff have we been up to recently Hmm. liam you and i just read a little bit of the the shootar and war right the the vader trade paperback um that kind of deals with a big mining world and this war that's happening on it and the queen um we watched all of the go rogue oh yeah the go rogue those toy those really awesome toy advertisements. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys? What do you think what about those? Anna, the Go Rogue. Are they made by? Like, I like Lucasfilm. They're made by fans, but I think they have the support of Lucasfilm. Yeah. I like them. You like, like them? Lucasfilm mm-hmm. gives them some of the toys to make. I think so, and maybe like they kind of tell them like, "Hey, here's the names of all the characters. Here's the planet name. We just heard of Edo, Edo, I think. Um, the most recent Go Rogue took place on this planet." That has these rock spires, and I think it's the planet that we see in in the trailer, where the X-wings are kind of weaving in and out of these these uh, big X-wings? spires of rocks. Yeah, yeah. Ewings. No, there were X-wings in that part of the trailer. Yeah, so pretty cool. Oh, uh, we have a name for things. that planet. Not yeah. the caving in thing. Well, I mean, that could be the same planet. We don't know. Uh, my theory is that we also see that planet in that one clip from Rebels. 
where Ezra and Sabine are are flying through that one canyon. It looks very similar, so that'd be kind of cool if that tied together a little bit. When is Rebels? Oh, less than a week. (gasps) Really? It's a Saturday night, I believe. Mm-hmm. Can we watch it yes, at night? Yes, yes, I, yes. I'm hoping it's not. I don't what know time the time. It? it shouldn't be on too late. I think we can watch it live. That'd be pretty awesome. I hope oh. we don't have to wait until like ten, like we did for the Rebels trailer. Yeah, do oh, the Rogue One trailer, you mean? Or the, yeah. Or no, that was the Force Awakens trailer. No, it was midnight. No, I don't remember. Midnight. At the no, no, at the um, the Olympics. Oh, that was the Rogue One trailer. Yes. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that's kind of a, a Star Wars-y stuff we haven't been doing is watching Rebels, but that's going to change very soon, which is pretty awesome. Uh, one thing that I've been doing, uh, one thing I just did, was listen to the first episode of You Seek Knowledge, and they have a few episodes up. There's a new podcast called You Seek Knowledge, and uh, so I just listened to the first episode so far, but it's really good, and it's kind of almost like um, like our canon news segment, but it's a whole episode. Right? And and about one thing, and this is about how Masa Meda is like the second more most power second most powerful person in the Empire. Wow. Basically. Yeah. How he's even like even Vader and Tarkin answer to Masa Meda. Which is pretty interesting. I don't know. Yeah, but it's kinda true. Like he so he uses these canon examples, right, to illuminate that point. It's a really cool podcast. I look forward to listening to more of that. So if you like our canon news uh, go listen to You Seek Knowledge. And, uh, which, whenever I hear say that name, I, th- I think of... Yoda? No, that's a Darth Maul line, isn't it? It is? You Seek Knowledge. Yeah, that's a, that's a Maul line. I don't think that's... Is that in Wars? In, no, in, in, uh... In Rebels. In Rebels. When he's talking to Ezra. Oh, yeah! At the very Pretty beginning, sure, he yeah. says he's that good guy. <laughs> well, yeah, he's pretending to be... Someone who's me. helpful, yeah. That's really sad and doesn't have a home and all yeah. that stuff. Right. So, anyway, I, cool podcast. I yeah. don't think... I think he's pretending only half of that. Mm. I think he partly doesn't really have a home. Yeah, there's an interview, a um, uh, two-part interview on Star Wars. lost. Yeah, you think he actually was there for a long time? Yeah. Yeah, he was. According to Dave Filoni, there's a two-part interview on StarWars.com with Dave Filoni about um, about season two of Rebels, specifically kind of about that big season finale. And he said that, yeah, he he thinks, at least Dave Filoni thinks, that Maul was actually there for quite a while. So he wasn't lying about that kind of thing, which is kind of what the Sith do. Sith don't lie a lot. They, they tell the truth and uh, manipulate people that way, which is really interesting. Um, I, it's actually kind of hard to feel Darth, like, like, to think Darth Maul's still bad, mm. when he, he seems so nice, I mean. Yeah, yeah but really, just, you know that it was for selfish reasons. Yeah. Right? But it's hard, like, to, you, it's like. We thought he was nice. Well, we thought he was, but by the end, we realized that. He's still being very selfish. I think what happened was he became a sympathetic character, even though, even though he's not uh, one of the good guys, right? We still he sympathize. Kills the Sith, then he kills the Jedi. We st- sure, you yeah. I mean, him. yeah, he killed some of the Inquisitors, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, what I'm saying though, I guess, is that we we can sympathize with him. We we feel kind of bad for him, even though he's still not a good guy. 
he's had a really rough life, right? And we can understand why he is the way he is, even though he's still a bad person, right? And that kind of helps us feel bad for him and kind of sad about what's happened to him in his life, right? We don't just say, he's a bad man and I want him to not be alive anymore. You know, like it's more complex than that, right? It's more complicated than that. It's really yeah, great. Right. They took they took Darth Maul from episode one, this just pure evil. hatred, evil attack dog, basically, that the Emperor put on the Jedi, and, and they've, they've really built him up into this really complex character, which is really awesome. Love it. All right, well... How's that for a Star Wars thing? Well, hey, uh, what's that sound? Listen. Last week we had Chris from Star Wars Kids Cast on the show, and in the Q and A council, he asked who we wish wasn't in Star Wars and who we wish was in it more. And Liam, you said you wanted to see more of that Imperial spy from Mos Eisley, and none of us could think of his name, Garindon, or Garindon. Garindon is how I pronounce it. So I was paging through The Sounds of Star Wars by J.W. Rinsler, and of course it says how Ben Burt came up with that super weird Garindon noise. And uh, here, let's just play it right now. Liam, do you want to get the book so you can hear it? Anna, do you know what I mean when I... Can you think of that noise or not? I don't kind know where it is. Oh, just hit play. Like that weird... Oh, No, that's not it. Oh, actually, it's later. Yeah, so there it is. Uh, so, all right, <laughs> enough. <laughs> so, according to Ben Burt, he says it was an electronic buzzing that had come off my synthesizer, triggered by a human voice. I listened to it and realized. That it was John Wayne. So, you guys might not know who John Wayne is, because he's an older actor. He was in a lot of old Western movies. And he kind of talked like this. Oh, He okay. had a low I voice. I and, and he sort of said, hey, you can get out of my town. Anyway, so, so Ben Burt ran that voice through a synthesizer and out came the voice of Grindon, which I think is hilarious because it sounds nothing like John Wayne. And I can't wait to tell your grandpa this story because uh, Which grandpa? he's a big John Wayne fan. My dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He, he, he liked the Ooh. old John Wayne movies. So next time we watch, next time we watch a new hope with, with grandpa Bill, we'll have to be like, Hey, that's John Wayne. Next time. <laughs> We watch A New Hope. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. I don't think we've ever watched A New Hope with him. I mean, I have, but you haven't. <laughs> yeah. I'm Westerly. Yeah. I'm on a horse. Bam. Bam. I'm Westerly. Anyway. That was Western... By Actually, Liam. There's no pew pews in there. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of bang bang, I suppose. Right? There's no lasers. Bang. Yeah. Uh, you know, bang, a lot of people bang, say bang. that a lot of people call Star Wars a space western. Um, that it, you know, like George Lucas was influenced by the old western movies. What? I think what? He was more influenced by comic books and kind of old sci-fi movies, but there's definitely a western element to it. How? Um, I How? think that uh, like the character of Han Solo is 
is definitely a, a kind of a Western character. Um, just the the look and feel of Tatooine and of Mos Eisley, how uh, this old desert town. That's a very Western feel to it. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So it doesn't yeah. look anything old, but like an old Western town. It doesn't look anything like it. it. No, the buildings are very alien, which is appropriate for Star Wars. <laughs> so, well, let's head on over to the news. Rogue One has a new composer. A new composer. We knew that John Williams was not composing the music for Rogue One. We knew that. And uh, it was pretty much confirmed, not by Lucasfilm, but by everybody else, including the man himself, that Alexandre Desplat was composing the music for Rogue One. But he's not anymore, because there's some sort of scheduling conflict, apparently, although that might just be code for we wanted to get someone else i'm not sure <laughs> but uh, or maybe he wasn't doing it fast enough i don't know so anyway uh michael giacchino is now the composer for rogue one according to hollywood reporter again lucasfilm is saying nothing about this we talked about this with chris from star wars kids cast last week i think the reason star wars lucasfilm is not saying anything about it is because they just don't want people to really they don't want it to be a news story that John Williams isn't doing the music. I mean, they're not going to lie about it and say he's doing the music, but they also don't want to be like, hey, John Williams isn't doing the music, so they're just saying nothing about it. But Michael Giacchino has done the music for some movies that you guys really like, like The Incredibles, which you just watched two days ago, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love the music for that movie. Me yeah, too. right. Really good music. What else? He also did the music for Up. And Zootopia. Inside Out, Zootopia. What? Yeah, you're Inside reading the show notes. Inside Out. Inside Out. That's Pixar. Remember Inside Out? I, I can't remember any the of the songs from Joy. it. Joy. Joy, yeah, yeah. All oh, that, yes, the emotions that one. one, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he also did a couple songs for the new Star Tours ride, so he's actually done some What's Star Wars music. Star That's that Disney ride. That's Disney Star Wars ride. Yeah, yeah, so there's, like, original music in that ride, and, and he did that music, so that's pretty cool. So I'm pretty I'm pretty okay with this Switch. Um, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm fine. I think it's going to be a good thing. I just hope that he's good under pressure, because he has less than three months before the movie opens. Which means, what, he probably has, like, a maybe a month to write the music and a month to record the music? You know how when you and wait... And a month to practice the music. Well, Well, yeah, you know, the people who play that music... Like, the actual uh, musicians who play the instruments, they don't really practice that much. They just sit down, and they look at the music, and they play it. Whoa. And they play it right the first time. Well, Yeah. I mean, that's a professional musician. That's kind of what it means. They have to, like, practice together. Uh, they might play the song a few times and then move on. Wow. Yeah. Yummy. Uh, who made the song... Well, who made the song... For the um, century, for the century fox, the 20th century fox. Oh, the 20th century fox fanfare. That was John Williams. That one. Yeah. That's funny that you must have been reading ahead on the show notes because yeah, I was I was thinking no. Nope. Oh, maybe maybe you were and didn't <laughs> That's even realize That's so it. funny. Oh, my God. But uh, I was wondering, because we're talking about music, do you kids think that you're going to be thinking 
about how the music in Rogue One isn't by John Williams when you're watching the movie in that theater. Do you think that's something you'll even think about? You will now, maybe, huh? Bam. <laughs> no, yep. you won't, Liam. That's exactly. a big X. <laughs> I'll think about it a little bit at the very starting. Because <laughs> yeah. it'll be like, hmm, this isn't by George Williams. I bet it John. doesn't sound like yeah. George, George, Williams. George Williams. I mean, John Williams, but it doesn't sound that different. Right. Hopefully, that's probably it's going to be very Star Wars-y. I mean, think about like the music in Rebels, right? That's, right. that's by uh, Kevin Kiner. You know, he that's uses a lot of uses a lot of John Williams uh, motifs, right? Light motifs, they're called, like these these uh, snippets of music that kind of always, you know, whenever there's the force being used, you can use the force theme and stuff like that, right? Music that tells you something about the show, about what's happening. Oh, right. One thing that has happened in in the Star Wars comic is that Luke Skywalker has the journal of Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? This journal that he kept, these stories that he wrote down while he was on Tatooine. And there's been a couple single issues that have shown us Obi-Wan's story. Like, here's one story from Obi-Wan's time on Tatooine, right? Well, now there's going to be a whole arc about Yoda. So that's going to be like at least five issues, right? And this is going to be something that's in Obi-Wan's journal that Luke is reading about an old Jedi Master, but Luke doesn't realize it's about Yoda. Because Luke hasn't even met Yoda yet at this point in the Star Wars comics. So Luke's reading this old story about a Jedi, and he doesn't know it's Yoda. Pretty interesting way to do it. And this story is going to take place before the prequels. So this is Yoda before the prequels, which is pretty cool. Although Qui-Gon Jinn is going to be in it, so it gives you a little idea of, of how far before the prequels. Not super, you know. We're not going to see, like, 100-year-old Yoda. Doesn't go that far back, right? Oh, that would be, yeah. That would be interesting. What would you that think would about that? Really I would love that. Would you love it? Yeah. What What do you think, Liam? Do you want to know Yoda's whole story? Yes. If, like, if I could ask Lucasfilm to do one comic, to do one comic series, it would be Yoda's whole past. Whoa. The complete story of Yoda. Yep. Wow. How about you, Anna? Um, I want, like, a little bit of him to remain a mystery, like mm -hmm. his childhood. Sure. But I would also, it would also be interesting if we could learn a little more about his way, way past and learn a little more about, like, the Jedi back then and kind of where he lived and how he lived. Sure. And stuff like that. Sure. Interesting. Oh, and if there's like if his species got like uh, extinct or something. Yeah, yeah. Cause I want to learn more about his species. I mean, yeah. there's only like two. I mean, right. you know, it's like, uh, what the heck? Where is his species? <laughs> is there like very, very few of them left, or are they just almost extinct? Interesting or question. Is species? Yeah, or is there almost species? like only like. Ten of them. 
Oh. In the world. Wow. In the whole universe, there's only ten. Or, um... I was thinking maybe there's, like, a faraway planet that no one's been to, mm-hmm. except for, like, Yoda mm. and the other one of his species that is full of their species. Like, oh. almost none of them leave. Interesting. Unless oh, they're, sure, like, trained sure. to be a Jedi or have, like, a very, very, very important thing uh, on a different planet. Interesting. Maybe. I see, yeah. Uh, that would be an interesting culture, I think, in Star Wars. Yeah, one that that it would. was there's it's like a taboo to leave the planet. Like you, what would the planet you just look don't like? do it, right? What would the planet look like? I mean, would it be all swampy? Would it be desert planet? Would it be an ice planet? Would it just be like a forest? I'm I'm just wondering, like, what if they go underground on every planet? <laughs> They're like ants. Yoda species are like the ants of Star Wars. They just have these big colonies underground on every planet. That would be really... That would be a surprise. But not Coruscant. Hmm, not Coruscant. Okay. Well, you know, it's really interesting that we're talking about Yoda because Isaac's question for the Question and Answer Council is about Yoda. <laughs> That's funny. Which is really cool. This oh, is like really? a whole prelude to it. So I talk about um, 20th Century Fox and then it's actually on the show notes. And we're talking about Yoda and it's actually on the show notes. Right. It's funny. <laughs> but we're going to get to that in a little bit. And I'm sure the suspense is killing Everybody, because they want to know Isaac's um, question. Yeah. Everybody is just dying to know Me. what Isaac has to ask about Yoda. I am. Yep, but we're going to have to wait, because right now it's time for some canon news. The canon news song, yeah, the canon news song, yeah. So toward the top of the show, I mentioned that episode of You Seek Knowledge that I listened to about how Masameda was a powerful figure in the Empire. And now we have Thrawn coming up in Rebels, too. And this gives us two examples of non-humans in positions of power in the Empire, which is interesting. Now, it was established in Legends, and, you know, I'm going to stop for a second and explain what Legends is, because I think I say that a lot. I want to make sure that people know what I'm talking about, especially since, you know, like, we have a question from a five-year-old listener. I don't want to assume that all five-year-olds listening to this episode know what Legends is. I mean, most a lot of adults don't know what I mean when I say Legends. So, uh, back in April of 2014... So that was over two years ago now. Lucasfilm said, you know, all the stories that were told, not the movies and not the Clone Wars, but all of the other stories, all the other books and comics that were told, that that told these huge Star Wars stories. I mean, they go into like Luke's great, great, great grandson. I mean, they're, they're going way far in the future and they go way back in the past to the very first Jedi. And there's tons of stories. Well, Lucasfilm said, those stories are now legends, and that means that it doesn't really apply to the story going forward. So now, starting in April 2014... Basically, they're not true. Yeah, like, think of them as, like, fairy tales almost. Yeah. I think is a good way to think of them. Uh, you know, they they probably didn't happen. Now, if... But they're fun to read. I like hearing... Like, right. here and stuff. Right. I like the way Timothy Zahn explains it. He says, um, Timothy Zahn, the author of the Thrawn trilogy and Legends, and the author of the upcoming book about Thrawn, uh, the way he says is, imagine there's a library on Coruscant, and, and uh, there's a big fire in the library, and a bunch of stuff gets destroyed. And people... Nah, I'm not explaining this right. Anyway, what he's saying is... <laughs> what he Basically what he says is, you know, these are legends. They're They're... Stories that are passed down, like Robin Hood, 
right? In our world, we have Robin Hood. As far as we know, Robin Hood was not a real person. But... There's probably someone uh, named Robin Hood. Well, sure, but like the story of Robin Hood, the story of Robin Hood is not a real story. I know, I know. And but but if if someone found something that proved that Robin Hood was real, then that would be canon, right? That would be like something that is uh, historically accurate. So with can with canon and legends, it's kind of the same way is how he explains it, right? Like these things that happened in the old Republic and Thrawn and stuff like that. We're finding out now that that uh, the legend of Thrawn, some of that stuff was true. And here's the things that actually did happen. That's canon, right? Yes, Anna. Pretend you're in the Star Wars world. Mm -hmm. All of those legends things that are in this world are fiction in the Star Wars world. Yeah, like, f sure. Like, sort of. fun fiction, like... Mostly, like, historical fiction, oh, kind of, sure. like, yeah. there's Jedi, and it's, like, part fiction, but part non-fiction, what, how, what, what's that called again? It's, like... Creative non-fiction? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, Chuchio Fiction. Chuchio Fiction. True trio Fiction? Oh, this interesting. Is <laughs> it's a good made-up word. So is that a good <laughs> true trio? Explain I think so. Okay, so so yes. So so I think we've got the concept of legends down. So I'm going to continue. Now. <laughs> it was established in legends that the empire was anti-alien. So under the emperor, and the emperor himself was anti-alien, right? So like they they discriminated against aliens, right? Enslaved aliens. They didn't care about aliens. They were they they preferred they gave preference to humans. Okay? But in canon, so far, we don't see that quite as obvious, right? Thrawn is an alien and he's Right. One of the he like command he's like second in he's like um Thrawn? Yeah. Yeah. He's like second or third in um in the, the command, command chain. In the command chain. Uh, well, even in Legends, right? But that was a very odd thing to have an alien in as a Grand Admiral. He was a Grand Admiral in Legends, too. And he's a Grand Admiral in canon now. Um, so they're going to have some explaining to do, I think, <laughs> with that. Because, uh, because we do hear in Life Debt that the Empire is still discriminated against aliens in, in canon. So it is written in Life Debt. The prime operator within all Imperial ranks was the human being. Aliens were, by and large, unwelcome within its labyrinthine order, because aliens were seen as different. They were serfs and slaves, or at best, obstacles. They needed to be tamed, removed, or ignored. At least, so spoke the propaganda. Sinjir, and Sinjir is an ex-Imperial in this book who now works for the Rebels, felt the tug of that prejudice himself from time to time, for it was so programmed into them that even near-humans were to receive a measure of distrust. Palpatine and his propaganda machine worked to drive that nail of bigotry deeper by demonstrating how the old Jedi thugs and the scumfroth rebels consisted of many more non-humans than humans. You could trust a human, the Empire said. Aliens would always betray you. So, 
Yeah, right. Chewbacca's an alien. <laughs> right. He is loyal. He's loyal, yes. Exactly. But, so... The Emperor, the Empire is just a cool... The Empire is just mean, and the Emperor used people's fear, maybe, of aliens to, to get more power. So it's really interesting to me, and especially considering Masameda and Thrawn, I could see Masameda being a way for the Emperor to say, like, hey, you think I don't like aliens? I don't hate them all. Look at this guy right here. He's an old friend, right? Don't tell me I hate all the aliens. I got this guy right here. And Thrawn, if he's anything like he is in Legends, is just too brilliant a mind to waste. So the Emperor is going to use that mind. The Emperor wants him on his side. But other than those two aliens, can you guys think of any aliens that the Empire has employed that's in the Empire? Part of the Empire? Can you think of any aliens? Well, I... I can think of aliens that worked for the Empire before. That, that worked for them? Bosk, like who? Jabba. Bosk? Oh, Jabba. Ja- well, I don't know if Jabba worked for the no. Empire, but he worked with them. Right. Um, Bosk, yeah. Bosk. The b- bounty hunters, right? Bosk and Forlom and... Forlom? Um, Zuckus. Or is Forlom a droid, maybe? He's a robot. Yeah, yeah. What's Forlom? Who's Forlom? He's one of the bounty hunters in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. Um, so Gorindon sends out to kill Gorindon. Gorindon was probably paid by the Empire, right? He wasn't part of the Empire. But he's paid by them. But anyway, it seems like the Empire has this this prejudice against aliens. This is something that's in canon now. Uh, you know, at least according to Life Debt. And I mean, look at Rebels. We never see any aliens in the Empire when we're watching Rebels. Look at the movies. There's no aliens. We have it too. In the original Why trilogy. The alien of the Empire Rebels? I don't think so. Me neither. Uh, totally. Who? The Inquisitors. They work for the Empire, don't they? Yeah, that's... One of them is an alien. That's a good point. The Inquisitors have all been aliens, actually. Yeah. That's a good point. Although... Wait, I thought the um, Sixth Son or something, wasn't he a human? No. Really? No. Whoa. None of the Inquisitors so far. But I think that's a little bit different because they're kind of more working for the Sith than for the Empire, right? And the Empire works with the Sith. Well, that's true. Doesn't it? Yeah. So, of course, you know, Star Wars reflects the world around us. We've talked about this before. So, in Star Wars, when it's written that aliens are being discriminated against... We can kind of view that through our actual lens, right, as a culture, and explore how, how you know, our culture demonizes and discriminates against people who are different from us, right? And black so, people. Sure. And, and when, when we say aliens, we can even think some people call people illegal aliens. That means someone who has, has moved to our country, but kind of like did it without becoming a, a citizen of our country, right? And people say, oh, we need to send them all back to where they came from. You know, people That's say that. So, so when the Empire says that you can't trust aliens, I think of certain politicians and governments in our own world saying that you can't trust those, you can trust those who are like you, but you can't trust those who are different from you. For example, if I just changed a couple words in the last couple lines of that excerpt that I just read, it could say instead... Instead of the Empire driving the nail of bigotry deeper, a certain uh, male presidential candidate is doing it, right? Um, so let's let's try it out really quick here. Uh, Trump and his propaganda machine work to drive that nail of bigotry deeper 
by demonstrating how the progressive scum froth consisted of many more non-whites than white Americans. You could trust a white American, Trump said, but non-white Americans would always betray you. This is the kind of junk, the kind of like actual garbage that comes out of the garbage pile that is Donald Trump. Daddy is um, what, guess what? Yeah, what? Yeah. I don't care. There could be Republicans <laughs> listening to this. Uh, most Republicans listening to this probably aren't voting for Trump anyway. What up? What's up, Liam? Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, He's Star Wars... <laughs> Star, You know, Star Wars says these things, and, and it's, you know, like, if you were to ask Chuck Wendig, hey, did you have Trump in mind when you wrote that? He'd probably say yes, <laughs> you know? So, You're funny. So, uh, yeah. Can you guys think of any other ways that Star Wars kind of reflects our world? Like, the ideas that we see in Star Wars? And... Nope. No, nope. no. Well, we'll think about it when we watch Star Wars and try to think, like, how is that like our world, right? Well, that got a little, uh... Oof. That got a little partisan. Uh, it got a little little political. Uh, I think most people who listen to this show probably know where we stand anyway when it comes to politics. Probably, because we always yeah. talk about war like a bad thing. Well, and we're talking about how it's great that there's representation right. of, you know, women and people of color and, uh, you Great. know, how great awesome. it would be to have a, so, you know, an LGBT character in a Star Wars movie. Right, so and, if they know, heard so, that, then yeah. they probably would just stop listening to the podcast if they didn't like it. <laughs> that is a very mature outlook, Anna. I'm just saying, people <laughs> who are very Republican would probably just stop listening to the podcast. They've tuned out long ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, well, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're firmly on, we're, we're rebels over here. We're totally rebels. <laughs> We're members of the resistance. Anyway, let's go have a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> All right, well, Isaac has a joke for us. Let's hear it. Hi, children of the forest. I love your show. Do you know that my mom has a guitar and um, she... Can play the da da ba ba da da ba 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 da da, and uh, it's pretty good. I like it. And what's your name? My name is Isaac. And where are you from? From Sarcies, New York. And how old are you? Five. Got anything else to say? Um, I have also another joke. Uh. What is Darth, um, what is, uh, Darth Maul's brother, um, little brother, Darth, Darth Tall. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for the joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was awesome, Isaac. Thank you so much. Um, I just came up with a joke today uh, that I've already told you kids, but I'll, I'll tell you again. What did Han Solo say when he was on a pirate ship and he saw an island far away with a person standing on it? I don't know. I don't know. Lando! <laughs> Lando? Lando! Like Land Ho Lando? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as good as Isaac's joke, but that's all right. 
So, uh, I think it's as good as a joke. Yeah, well, thank you. So, speaking of Isaac, let's head on over to the question and answer council, where Isaac has a question for us. The question and answer council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. The question and answer council. Hi, Isaac again. I um. I have a question. I have a question for the um question and answer council. I love your show. Who is Yoda's teacher? Ah, good question. Who was Yoda's master? Thanks, Children of the Force. Keep making more shows. Well, thank you, and uh, thank well, you, Isaac's mom. Thank you. We will, we will keep making more shows. Uh, yeah. And thank you again, Isaac, for the for the question. Also, um, let's let's get to it. And Who the is, joke. And the joke, of course. Who is Yoda's master? I don't know. I don't know either, Liam. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I know Dooku was Yoda's. Padawan. Dooku is Yoda's Padawan. I have no idea. I'm just not going to answer that question. That's a good question. But I think it's one of those questions where you can kind of just ask it and not really have an answer to it. Mm. Uh, You know what? Yeah? I think Dagobah taught him. Oh. Do you think Yoda grew up on Dagobah? No. Because he kind of ended up on Dagobah. You think that was his home planet? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Maybe. I think in the and maybe it taught him. Mm, maybe you taught. That's who he got. Maybe he learned him. some things there, but I don't know. I don't maybe know if the planet himself. taught him. Maybe it's like the ghost, like the planet of the force. Oh wow! Maybe he taught himself. Maybe I think in the episode three novelization it says that um, Yoda went to Dagobah for the first time. Although that was actually, hmm, it did. It that did. was overwritten by uh, the Clone Wars. Because Yoda went to Dagobah in season six of the Clone Wars, but I think that was his the first last time. Episode. That was his first time there. The last arc, yeah. So I think there's a few ways to answer. You know, who was Yoda's master? The first is that, of course, we don't know. Uh, as far as canon is concerned, Yoda's master is unknown to us. We assume that at some point Yoda had a master because we assume the Jedi Order is older than Yoda. But who was Yoda's master? It's never been master? said. And who was that? And who was that? Right. So yeah. who was the first Je- who how was the first Jedi taught? Well that's a story that we might get in canon. We're they not taught sure themselves. yet. Taught themselves. Yeah, what, or, what do you have to say about Yoda? Yeah. Um I think he taught himself. You think he taught himself? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. The second way that we can answer this question, who is Ma- who is Yoda's master, is to look at legends. Now, George Lucas had a rule in Legends for people writing all the books and comics and all that stuff in, in what they called the expanded universe then. And he had a rule that they weren't supposed to say anything about what Yoda's species was or where his species is from. So that's why we don't know what what the name of Yoda's species is. I mean, that's every other species has been named in other things. You know, most species aren't named in the movies. You know, even the word Ewok is not in, not in Return the of the Jedi, right? So most... It's not in any movie. Right. No, true. So most species were, are named in books and uh, 
and like role-playing games, like the old West End role-playing games is, is where a lot of the species names came from. So his species has never been named, and the origin planet of his species has never been named. There's a little bit of information in Legends, though, and in that tells us who one of Yoda's masters was. And it was a snake-like alien known as Nkata del Gormo. And the story goes that Yoda and a human he was traveling with were stranded on a planet, a swampy planet that people thought was Dagobah, but later they said it wasn't. Uh, neither of them knew that they had the Force. So Yoda was pretty you know, young, didn't know he had the Force, and this human he was with, who was never named, I guess, uh, also didn't know. They came upon Nkata del Gormo, who was a Jedi Master, and he trained them in the Force. And eventually Yoda and this human guy make it off, made it off the planet and went to Coruscant, and the rest is, as they say... Legends. It's all legends. Wait, that what you just said was legends. <laughs> that was all legends, yes. So that's not canon. But that's what that's legends... Canon. What's that? And we'll have an answer to his question. I want to show you a picture of Ngata del Gormo. Kind of a snake-like guy with four arms. I'm going to put this photo on childrenoftheforce.com in our show guide because I think it's kind of cool. I thought he would be a little smaller. <laughs> yeah, pretty big. Is that Yoda? And this is supposed to be Yoda, like a young Yoda with, with dark hair. Yeah. yeah. A red cape or cloak. A red cloak, that's right. Holy He's not in Jedi robes because he wasn't a Jedi yet, right? So, so yeah, pretty cool, um, but that's not canon. Maybe it will be made canon, right? Maybe someone will write this like into canon. But No, I don't think he had a lightsaber. He had some staff, staff with a crystal like, on the end of it or something. Kind of like gray staff, but it was like powerful, like mm. a lightsaber kind of. Like if they poke someone with it, it would be like electrocuted or something. Maybe. So or George. So George Lucas let that story be told, right? He allowed that to be told. But George Lucas is no longer the one who makes those kinds of decisions for Star Wars, right? It's not. It's not his. I mean, it's, it'll always be his story, but the stuff going forward is not written by him. It's not controlled by him. And that responsibility is now this, the story group, right? When that's made up of really great creative people who know and love Star Wars. So it seems like so far, they've kind of continued on Lucas's ban of information about Yoda, right? Who knows? Maybe that comic arc that we're getting might name his species, though, right? It might tell us where he's from originally. Maybe. Maybe. Here's another way to answer. From a certain point of view, Yoda's master later in his life is Qui-Gon Jinn. Because Qui-Gon, the force ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn, teaches Yoda how to exist beyond death. That's kind of cool, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. So we kind of asked or answered your question, and we kind of did. There's one more way to answer. What? And I think it's the most interesting way. Is to say, who do we imagine Yoda's master to be? Now, we wouldn't have a name. Maybe we could think of what kind of alien. But think about the kind of person Yoda is. And think, what kind of master do you think that type of person would have had? Think like, we can think of a teacher who um, always yells at their students and, um, you know, always tells them when they get things wrong that they're not good students, right? What like kind Mr. of Mr. Garfield? <laughs> Mr. Garfield <laughs> and Jedi Academy. What kind of person 
you know, what kind of person, if that person grows up to be a teacher, you know, what kind of teacher will they be seen as how they had a teacher like that teach them, right? So we can think of like who Yoda is, what kind of teacher do you think Yoda had? And maybe we could even think of what kind wise, of alien. very wise. You think Yoda had a wise teacher? And I think it's, a, they I just, I just, I imagine it being a human. A human. Okay. Anna? Um, I kind of imagine it being like, kind of like the snake that you said, but mm-hmm. more like someone who is very peaceful with the por- force and lives on very forceful planet and like. Stays there and just meditates every day. Oh. Like, someone kind of like Yoda. Yeah. But not necessarily like Yoda. Like, very, very calm and, like, they kind of communicate with their past, with the the past Jedi using, because they use Force Ghosts to, like, communicate. So they're not completely lonely, but they don't usually really go off that planet much. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Do you think Qui-Gon Jinn was the first one to discover being a Force ghost? No. According to Yoda, he was. Could his master have discovered it and died before he could tell him? Or... Maybe. Maybe... So there was a Jedi way, way back, and Mm -hmm. he figured out that... He figured out how to be a Force ghost, so he told it to all the Jedi... Mm -hmm. He he knew on that same planet as him, oh. but then there was like an attack on that planet, and all of them were got wiped out before they could tell anyone else. Oh, so it was almost forever gone. Oh. But then one of them came back and kind of maybe told Qui Gon Jinn, oh. like gave him a little bit of guidance, but mm-hmm. then he mostly figured it out on his own. Well, I think I think Qui Gon somehow met the Force priestesses that we see in the Clone Wars. So maybe those force priestesses were like the only people who survived that attack or something on that planet, right? Maybe. And then he learned from them and then he told Yoda to go see them and they'll teach him too. Mm-hmm. At least begin to teach him, right? Yeah, I like this. I like this. So here so because it's question and answer council, I have to answer this question too. And here's kind of what I think. I, so I have this idea in my head that Yoda's master was someone who turned to the dark side. And Yoda saw it happen to this person who taught him so much, taught him how to be this great Jedi, but then his teacher fell to the dark side. And like, I think that Yoda could maybe would have tried and tried really hard to get him to come back to the light, but the teacher never came back to the light. Cause think about what Yoda tells Luke on Dagobah. He says, once you start down that dark path forever, will it dominate your destiny? And when Luke tries to say, no, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to kill Vader. Like there's good in him, you know? You hear Obi-Wan say, well, then the Emperor has already won, right? So we've already lost then. Like, Yoda and and Obi-Wan are so confident that Vader cannot come back from the dark side, right? And and maybe that's because Yoda saw this happen. Maybe he had first-hand knowledge of it. Maybe his master did that. And then we see in, in Season 6 that Yoda, um, he kind of pushed his dark side down and he kind of convinced himself that he didn't have it, right? And maybe that's why he did it, because he was so afraid of the dark side, afraid of becoming like his master, right? That he just pushed it down. Because Yoda has a dark side. We see this in the Clone Wars. He has Everybody it. has a dark side. That's right. He feels fear and anger, just, to, just like everyone else does. And, and in season six, he realizes that he can acknowledge these things without being controlled by them. 
that they are part of him. And they're all of us. We all feel all the feelings. Everybody feels all the feelings, and that's okay, right? It's great. Even jealousy, even sure. love. Right. It means that we feel. Which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I get really mad at people, right? I think that's some. Awesome too. I think about some really mean things. Sometimes I do. Me too. But that's okay. That's normal, right? We shouldn't pretend that we're all happy all the time because that's just not real, right? Kids out there listening, uh, all the kids, right, who are listening to this right now, sometimes you probably just do awful, awful things. Am I right? And I bet sometimes. I adults. And I bet sometimes the adults in your lives do awful things too, right? And the adults <laughs> right? have always none... been awful kids because they've been kids, haven't they? Sure. None of us are perfect. But we do the best we can and we move on and we be the best we can be. And we admit our mistakes and we move on. And that's what Yoda learned when he confronted his dark side. And I think maybe it's a lesson that that everyone needs to learn for themselves, right? And Luke learned that and, and uh, you know... Um, Maybe Yoda's master, Yoda's master never learned that. And that's why Yoda is so good at talking about it. Cause he saw what happened. If you didn't learn that, I don't know. I don't know, but thank you so much for the question, Isaac. And, uh, for the two voicemails, we loved them so much. And, uh, thanks to Isaac's mom also for, for, uh, you know, being there to support Isaac and, uh, to, you know, allow him to, to leave us these messages and, and, uh, you know, just be a really cool mom who plays guitar. So <laughs> thank you. All right. Do you know what time it is? No, it's not time to milk some moofs and to that? herd some nerfs. It's time for stump the mop. <laughs> Okay, Liam has the question today, and he is going to try to stump me, so let's see if I'm the lump. Liam, what's your question? How many puppeteers were crouched inside Jabba the Hutt's head during filming to Return of the Jedi? Ooh, how many puppeteers in Jabba's head during filming of Return of the Jedi? Oh... That's a behind-the-scenes question, Liam. I'm not that good at those. But I'm going to guess in his head. See, I know there was someone in the tail moving the tail, but that's not in the head. I'm going to say three. That's what I was going to say, too. I'm going to say two. Two. Oh. Ah, I thought it was bummer. three, too. I'm three the lump. Two. Ah, I thought it was three, too. Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. Okay, so you guys both are lumps. <laughs> 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 all so right. Basically, you have huge chicken pots all over your body. Yeah. Hey, what do you guys think about this episode? It's good. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good, huh? Yeah. I think we're gonna keep on making these. Yeah. 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 Hey, listeners, what do you think about this episode? Leave us a review on iTunes or uh, send us a voicemail like Isaac did. Ask us a question for uh, the question and answer council. Oh, hey, Isaac. We didn't get your answer for the question and answer council. If you answer it the way we answered it uh, the last way, right? Where you think like, what kind of teacher do you think Yoda would have had? Uh, I'm kind of curious. Maybe Yoda's teacher would be kind of like your teacher, Isaac. I don't know what your teacher is like, but maybe, maybe it'd be like yours. 
I don't know. But, uh, but all of you listening, thank you so much for listening to episode 47 of Children of the Force. If you would like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are... Children of the Force. Our email address is... Forcechildren at gmail.com. And our website is... Oh, yeah. Children of the Force.com. Children of the Force.com. Children of the Force.com. All right. Thank you for that song, Liam. And head on over. You're welcome. Head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail like Isaac did that we will almost positively play on the show like we did today. Leave us a question for the question and answer council. Leave us a joke. Just tell us what you like or what you think you'd like to hear us do. Or you love our podcast. <laughs> we love those. Uh, we do. They really, they really help us keep going. So I love your show, I think, is probably the... You know, one of the best things I heard all week. And I got to hear it twice from Isaac. So, thank you so much, Isaac. And uh, if, if you want to, uh, anyone, you can go to patreon.com slash children of the force and become a patron of the show and earn our undying gratitude and a chance to come on the show or at least to get a shout-out and some really cool stuff in the mail. So, a dollar a month would help us out immensely. But uh, you know what helps us out the most? Listening to us and just giving some feedback. What's that, Liam? Wait, so if they give us money, then Mm -hmm. we're going to give them something back that costs money? Is that what I'm hearing? (laughs) Yeah, but it's not going to be like a big thing that costs a bunch of money to ship. You're right, Liam. You're right. It would cost some money for shipping. But, um, you know, I don't expect people... I know, but we have to buy the thing that we're going to ship to them. Don't well, we have some really cool stuff that we could ship. Maybe like training cards, and bump, we have a couple bumper sticker, bumper stickers, and posters, and uh, and some maybe some original art. Maybe that would be really cool. You guys could do some original arts, and we could mail that out. Anyway, Patreon.com/slash/Children of the Force. And finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. Doing so will make it easier for more people to find us. All right, for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may the, the Force be with you. Da da, baba da da, baba da da.